Tapped exclusive. We are the internet. Yeah, I don't All right, Tapped In Podcast. We're joined today by, a, a, not even arguably, truly an LA legend, uh, Pusha Rod. LA legend in the making, man. <laughs> I ain't a legend yet, man. I'm no, just no, a young working LA on nigga trying to make it. Legendary status. I like that. Legendary but, status in the making. Definitely yeah. taking the right steps for sure. Appreciate absolutely, it. absolutely. Um, with Tapped In, we normally like to let people uh, control their story and, and all that. But we want to like start with uh, where you're from originally, like how, you know where you grew up. Uh, sure. Let's start with that. So yeah, I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. You know, it'd be a lot of people out here that say they from LA, but they ain't from LA. I was right. born in LA. I'ma die in LA. Born on the East Side. Um, I went to Fremont High School and then Westchester High School. Uh, got into music like around like 11th grade when YG shit start to take off and just trying to figure it out like. During that time, I used to throw these parties. And if you're from L.A., you know about it. In high school, I used to do Club Kiss. And we used to have, like, 2,000 people come out Friday, Saturday night, every week. Like, I gave, like, New Boys and fucking uh, Audio Push and Cali Swag District, like, shout their first shows Push. in L.A. ever. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Yeah, man. They, yeah. Had, they had, like, the jerk scene and all that. Yeah, all yeah, the kids. So, yeah, that was the jerk movement. Like, I graduated high school in 09, so it was, like... Yeah. You feel me? That era, like, yeah, I wasn't a jerker, but, you know, I made a lot of money off of yeah. the jerk movement. Off the jerk like, movement, yeah. thousand percent. Like, it was a lot of gangbangers out there doing that shit. I heard. Yeah. That's what that, we had, like, we had an interview with Audio, Audio Push, Push. Yeah. and they were saying that, shit, a lot of them jerk niggas end up being, like, killers at the end of it. Like, some of them are some real car, hardcore gangbangers. Yeah. yeah, nah, for sure. I mean, because it was, like, it was, at the time, like... That was just our way to express ourselves. Like it was a new form, a new sound for LA. Like everybody was trying to figure out how to get out of what was known as that West Coast sound and try to create something new and have fun. And that's what came from it. But right. you know, from that, like there were, it, it was dope. It was a dope time. Like, and what, what was your venue? What was you throwing these parties at? What everywhere I had, uh, I had this spot in the '30s called Buffalo Soldiers. I had this spot uh, in. In Compton, it was called OG Cycles. A nigga made a lot of money off OG Cycles. Like OG Cycles was crazy. Like we painted cars by day, and <laughs> at nighttime we had parties. I had Shout a fucking tattoo Cycles. shop inside. OG. I used to do tattoos in high school and shit. Oh, that's why like, you got some nice art too, man. Well, no, I used to fuck people up. Like my art is nice, <laughs> but like yeah, so it's crazy. Cam, I did my first tattoo on his arm. I turned, I turned, to, Shout he, out. I turned his arm white. How? <laughs> Bro, I don't. I just he went too deep. <laughs> like when you I first did it, skin. when I first did it, it looked great. <laughs> a week in, nigga, that shit, bro, that shit was this color. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, that shit turned into a hole. Is it still there? Is it still? It's, it's still Shout out Cam for being a rider, man. You know, Shout out, out. Yeah, that's really bro. a nigga. For no, real. that's amazing. Food, like, and then I was like, it's crazy because like as. As I really wanted to learn more, like that was the first time I fucked him up, but I think I fucked him up probably like six times. Like I tattooed wow. Cam Bam on his chest one day. We was off. <coughs> Where you get a tattoo gun from, bro? He's so still it was here. crazy, bro. We was in what high school. What a great friend. We was in high school and it was this tattoo shop, bro. And we were, we were going up there, you know, it's LA, man. We yeah. were going up there yeah. having fun and Chilling, shit. Yeah. And Niggas then we tattoos. told the dude, like, yo, let let us throw a tattoo party here, <laughs> and we. Through a tattoo party, not knowing that it was on crack like that. People and pulled up. Everybody pulled up. A lot of people up. pulled up. And oh, the shop shit. probably made like the most money he made at that time. And then Ever. after that, he was like, yeah, nah. 
Y'all party, and then we thought we was on what Cam made a song <laughs> called Inked Up for the shop, everything, nigga. It was crazy, wow. but yeah, I was out there fucking people up and getting paid to do it. Like, shout out anybody who I ever fucked up tattoo. We're sorry, but, yeah. you know, listen. It's what it, it is. You gotta try, you gotta, st- <laughs> you gotta start somewhere, right? It's hey. like this, but just think about this, like, if I'm Basquiat, right? That's art, Ooh. you know? So it's just like, it's a, it's bars, a great art bars, piece, you feel bars. me? Like, it's timeless. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Working on legend status. Basquiat shit, you know. Tied by a legend. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. In the making. Yeah, in the making. <laughs> so He's boom. getting there. But, uh, okay, so that's part of your legacy, right? Yeah. So at what point do you start getting into music really seriously? Like after post-jerk movement? Like what, what got you? Yeah, so like at, during the jerk movement, like it was other producers who were cracking at the time. We had like Jayhawk, we had Dupree, we had Jay Nari. And at that time, like Mustard was still DJing. Mm-hmm. And Child, we were man. all, like, it was probably like 12 homies all staying with YG at his, him and his mom's house. And while we were there hanging out, like, I was overdoing tattoos. I'm trying to figure out, like, all right, what's, what's my path? Next, yeah. Where am I going to go? Like, my homies doing music. Like, let me figure out, like, how can I fit in? And that's why, like, I, I still to this day call myself a professional homie because at that time, like, I did everything. I passed out flyers. I threw parties. I drove him to shows. Like, I answered calls. You did whatever, whatever I it needed took. to do to Whatever help. it took. Exactly. And just having that mindset, you know, it was like, all right, cool. Like, let me dig deep. Okay, maybe it's not just throwing parties. You know, I started hanging out in the studio, but don't get me wrong, at first I didn't say shit. Right. Like, I was in the back like a fly on the wall just watching, watching the homies yeah. create magic. And it yeah. was like understanding what's going on and really understanding what's going on and hearing how they're talking to each other and elevating each other as they're creating it. Like, damn, how do you be a part of that and not you know, fuck it up? So, like, after a while I just started asking questions. And then it was like, you you get you get put on the floor and they ask your opinion and now it's like is when you got to be really be serious like can't be a yes man if you fuck with it you fuck with it if you don't you don't and I said I didn't fuck with something and niggas asked me why and I was like I don't know but maybe because of this or this but I was kind of right at the time because like somebody else in the room were hearing hearing the same thing but they actually understood the lingo and how to talk about music and shit and it was like oh. Cool. So I was on to something then started giving my opinion more and just trying to be as vocal as possible because like one thing you see in a lot of crews is yes man. Mm-hmm. And right. I always told myself anything I do, like I ain't never go I'm not gonna bite my tongue and I'm not gonna act like something I'm not just to be somewhere. Right. And so that gave me a different type I, I that got me a different type of respect to yeah. where my opinion start being validated, especially because I kind of knew what I was talking about, or if I didn't know, I tried to explain to the best ability, not holding back or saying, I don't know, I just don't fuck with it. I said, I don't fuck with it because of this sound, or nigga, you could have yeah, came yeah. harder on this part. Nigga right. be like, oh, buzz, I feel you. <laughs> nigga could have came harder, and it's like, nigga, that ain't, that's like that's the most priceless shit, like, nigga, like, because if you know it, and you ask your homie a question, and then they be like, no, that shit fire. You be like, you sure? You They be like, that shit fire. Then you sitting back like, damn, am I tripping? But when they in the back of their head like, nah, this ain't it, and they ask you for reassurance, and even without saying nothing, you give the honest answer, and it's, it ain't it, they going to have so much more respect for you because they understand, like, you're not just here. It's coming you're from a real spot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it has real, in, it's real intentions then, behind yeah, it. Yeah, that helped me 
that helped me lead the way. And then um, just I stayed with YG and Mustard and just kept building with them. And we started working on uh, YG's first album, My Crazy Life. And at the time, his A&R was Sycamore. And Sycamore, he's dope, but he's the person who actually told me what I was doing was a and Because mm-hmm. at the time, I honestly yeah, no. thought I was a real homie. Like, right. nigga, just not on no yes man shit. If I found the artist I thought was tight, I'm going to link you. Yeah. If I found a producer I thought it was tight, I'm going to link in. you. This yeah. producer's trash, I'm going to say, hey, fool, this nigga you needs trash. <laughs> you still just doing your part. As you just homie. trying to do anything exactly. to get the get the bigger picture done. I appreciate exactly. that. But finish right. with your story. Sycamore said, you know what you're doing as A&R? I'm like, hell no. He's like, nah, this is what A&R is. And like, when you really break it down, it's like, this is, you know, this is what it is. And I'm like, damn, well, shit, I'm A&R. Yeah. It's called me push the A&R. And That's I'm like, damn, am. how could I figure it out? Right. And at the time, Joey Ie, the guy who brought me to Interscope, he was at Dev Jam. He was the president of Dev Jam. Right. And Joey, he brought Sycamore in. He brought Dash, who's over at RCA in. Like, he's brought in a lot of dope A&Rs over the time. Yeah. And he fucked with the way I moved, and he under- he saw, like, the connection with me and YG was genuine. And when he we had a couple meetings when he went over to Interscope, and then the rest was history. Right. And I was there for damn near seven years. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Was there anything like from because you said like being a certified real homie versus like being an A and R? You he told you you were an A and R. Yeah. But once you became an A and R, I kept the same approach. Same like, shit. When I sign an artist, when I meet with artists, I'm kicking. I'm kicking shit. Like I'm not about to yo hey how's it going? I'm this oh I like this song like yeah nah like I really want to know about the artist. I want to know about their background and understand them because I I believe like. You can sign an artist and fuck an artist's career up as right, an A&R right, if you right. don't understand that artist or their vision. Yeah. And for me, I would never sign somebody who I don't understand or if I don't believe in vision because right. at the end of the day, I'm fighting for you every day. You're not in the office. Yeah. I'm in the office fighting for you. So like, I got to know what I'm fighting for and right. know that if this get tricky, you still going to have my back. You're not going to throw me under the bus. And, yeah, like, yeah. and the same go vice versa because a lot of time artists don't know how to communicate effectively. Right. You know, well, like, yeah, they're artists. Exactly. <laughs> and they're emotional. Yeah, but there's right. nothing wrong with being emotional when no, you're no, an no. artist. Like, like, I feel like the emotion... But wheel it in. Exactly. No, no, no. Ex- yeah. No, but it's a special I, I, language. I, I feel you, you gotta because speak. it's music and it's business. And that's the part that you're understanding. And that's where you're kind of mediating. But the artists, like you said, they get emotional and then sometimes they go too far off the deep yeah, end, for like real. Go off the deep end. Let's have a conversation. I'll bring you back to reality before you get online and start dissing <laughs> the label and shit, do yeah. some dumb shit, get yourself shelved because that's fucked up. I would never want to see an artist in that position. I've never put an artist in that position. I always tried my hardest to fight for every artist, whether they had the biggest budgets or the smallest budgets, whether right. they could get to this producer or they couldn't. Like, if I got a connection, I believed in you, I connect every dot that I right. can. Right. To be an A&R, you obviously have to have a certain degree of, like, intuition. Like, you need to be able to, like, read people, see the talent, see the, the, the stardom in somebody. What do you look for? As I an mean, A&R. as an like honestly, it's like it's realism for me. Right. Like, I'm looking for somebody who understands themselves as a person from any form of life, right. and they're willing to express that. They have to have a story to tell. Exactly, right. and whatever that story is, they're gonna stick to it, like regardless to what you might think or what you might think, because. Right. 
everybody don't agree with everything that everybody does, but if you do it the right way, they'll respect it. Right. And that's what I that's what I try to do, and I try to teach every artist that I sign or I come across like, yo, if this is what you want, stand on it and believe right. it, and make sure that you don't fold just because this person don't like it, or you think that you're gonna lose this because that's when you lose your integrity. And right. I feel like that's when you become it. That's when you join the sunken place that's in this music right. industry. Right. Right. Like it's well, a, reason, a lot of these artists well, are, yeah, but it's a reason why. J. Cole can do whatever the fuck he want to. Kendrick can do whatever he want to. Exactly. YG can do whatever exactly. he want to because you can't change them. And when they ready to drop, they gonna drop. You know? Right. Right. Everybody I'm sure they record all year, but that right. ain't for you to know. Right. Like That's just what they're doing. Exactly. Like, and it's crazy because working at Interscope, like Kendrick is one of the artists like where it's like, bro, I I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I ain't go to work to 11, 12 o'clock certain days. But certain days, like, Kendrick be up there at 9, 10 in the morning in the studio. Like, no, a, like a 9 to 5. Like, like a 9 like to a 5. No security, no nothing in there working on his music. Like, you see him walking through the hall, and he, nigga, he's saying what's up to people because he's a person. Yeah. He doesn't let everything that's going on in this music industry or where people think he should be or think how he should act. Like, right. Depict him. Right. I don't know if that's the right word. No, no. That the is. Pick was yeah. the right word? Cool. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> yeah to pick them. You know, yeah. so, and it's like when it's people like that and you meet them and you have conversations with them and you have understanding, it changed your whole thought process. Like, because, like, when working at Interscope, like, Kendrick, when he was working on uh, Pippa Butterfly, right. Um, like, I'm from a whole different side of Interscope, so I wasn't involved in any of his shit, but me and Terrence Martin was really cool. And Terrence Martin's been like a big brother to me the whole time I've been in the industry. Wow. And Shout out. That's crazy. he brought me in. Like, he saw the way I was recording, how I was trying to figure it out, really understand how to be an A&R. And yeah. he brought me into a Kendrick session. And sh- so I seen hands-on how a whole different group and team of people work. Right. And it changed my recording approach. approach. Shit, like, yeah. yeah, just like. It's not like, and I believe it's not. It's not about a hit record. Like every day you go in the studio, like we don't know what a hit record is. A hit record is a feeling. Right, right. You feel me? And it's right. like if you can create a feeling, you can create a hit record. Right. But people are chasing a hit, not a feeling. A sound. Uh, yeah. Like it, but it doesn't matter what sounds you use. If right. you feel it, you feel it. I don't right. care if it's like I ain't like it's like for example, uh, fucking uh, Panic at the Disco. Uh, they had this song. Poison rationality, <laughs> like it's, I yeah, don't yeah, fucking yeah. know the name of the song, catchy, it's but a it's a great song. fucking song. Right, like, right. and whether if you a hardcore rapper or you into this, you into that, you hear that song a couple times, that melody's in your head, you're gonna you, you feel, gonna it. feel, feel it. it, yeah. Like it's certain music, it doesn't matter. You just feel it. You exactly. know, it's a hit. Right. Exactly. It's undeniable. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's 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 all a feeling, and that's what you should go in the studio and chase versus right. trying to chase a record. Like, right. Like I believe, like a session, all my sessions are vibe. Like we're not just hanging out in the session. No, what's up? Play a couple beats. Nah, yeah. we need some drink. We need yeah. some this. Whatever, whatever you, you fuck with. A, you need it, to be having it exactly. As an A and R, I come in to help create the atmosphere so that you can record the best music to your best ability and not right. worry and think about making music. You're gonna make what what you feel. Right. Yeah. With that. With that being said, like obviously. You're saying that to protect your integrity, like authenticity is important. Thousand percent. Right? 
So if authenticity meets marketability, are you, is that like the perfect artist? Do you feel what I'm saying? But if you, so how do you make someone who's really authentic, but they just don't have that marketability? You feel me? Like it's really like it's rough, right? It's, I mean, it gets it it it's it's a rough situation, but it's like if an artist really understands themselves, right. and like I preach this so much, like it's about understanding yourself because. Artists are so vulnerable, like they're literally telling you, "Oh, I, I want to kill myself," <laughs> or "I yeah, thought yeah. this," or "I thought this," and it's like now after they say it, they sit back like, "Damn, are you gonna fuck with this?" Right. But when they catch on, like, "Damn, my shit is really connecting," they go so much heavier in that, and not just chasing the sound. Like, if you know you could connect to a person. You just gonna do that. That's why right. like people like Jeezy who can stay relevant for so long because, bro, he makes music for trappers. Right. Other people might like a song or two, but he's not. He hasn't changed up him and his sound and who he speaks to and for. Right. He's a representative for trappers. He's a representative for people who corporate thug. Like yeah, yeah. And that's his. That's his agenda. And that's what he pushed. So it's like that shit ain't never changed. It up. doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. It's a solid uh, exactly. approach. But you know, when people change it up, you know you know what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to introduce the wheel, Juju. Okay, you so should boy. show them the wheel. We got to find <laughs> Y'all smoked the whole blunt? <laughs> they smoked the whole blunt? Let <laughs> 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 it. Oh, yeah, you can pass it. But it's gone now, I think. All right, so. so. <laughs> Boom, we got smoked without me. So, yeah. I, t- I told you about Cam. Yeah, that's a day one, too. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so, so Boom, we have something called the tapped in wheel. Shout out right. Cam. We're going to have you spinning. It's like basic stuff, like, you know, top three that are alive, you know, cap or no cap, shit grow up. It's just some fun shit. You get three spins. Yeah, boom. All right. right. You got the Go basic idea. I'm going to hold it so you can spin some, it. Some content. Spin it hard. What do you get? Spinning in. Oh, okay. There you go. Everybody gets spinning in the first time, I swear. Top three. Who are your top oh, three artists shit. that are alive? <laughs> or if you have more than three, give me your six. How about just top three now? Top three? Yeah. Lil Wayne. Oof. Weezy F Baby. Dwayne <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Yo, that's the greatest Fire. answer we've ever gotten. Yo. Fire. Right, spin Listen, again. <laughs> no cap. We first album I ever bought was the Carter Two. Wow. Great album. Great album. Uh, cop or drop? We're going to pull something up on the screen. And, you tell us if you cop this then, or drop this. And look at this. Examine this. Hey, shout out Warren Lotus, <laughs> man. So listen. Yo, bruh made a lot of money off That's these shoes, man. I respect the hustle, you know. 400 just dropped their own sneakers, man. The Flames. Shout if you out. don't know about the Flames, go get the Block Runners. Uh, Check them out. It's crazy. This this drop Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Redrop Friday. Yeah. Flame Runners will be back available on 400. So you got to cop that. Limited pairs. Now, would you cop these? thousand percent. I actually did. <laughs> okay, fire. Actually, you know, I had to support him. <laughs> yeah. You know, Nike sued him. He bounced back. He dropped another <laughs> one. He dropped another one. <laughs> Shout out Warren Lotus, man. Get the money. Hey. Get the money. Spin again. You got one more you spin. You got one more spin. <laughs> That's amazing. Would you rather? Oh, all right. What you got on your would you rather list? All right, would you rather have 1942 or Azul? Don Julio Blanco. Wow. 
I'm gonna pass on a duel, a duel, <laughs> and I'm gonna pass on a 42 every day. <laughs> Niggas, no. I drink Don Julio Blanco. Don Julio, cut the check. Stop playing. Look, no. Wow. Amazing. Speaking of alcohol, shout out Sovereign Brands. Observe. The greatest alcohol. Thank you. What's up, man? They, they giving out deals, man. What's up? Yeah, hit them up. Yeah, Push your Sovereign Brands. It's amazing. For real, for real. We should plug them up. Yeah, yeah nah. You know what's so crazy? No, real talk. We're going to... Yeah, I no, actually, we got you. It's, it's funny. Um, So I do this party called Friend of a Friend. Yeah. And... Voila. <laughs> it's so crazy. So my birthday... I did my birthday party in 2019, and uh, Bel Air was one of my sponsors. I'm there sure you go. Y'all. It was fire. So we need to re-get that going. I had fucking going. Bel Air bottles with my fucking face on it. That shit was fucking legendary. Oh, that shit's hard. <laughs> that shit was fire, bro. <laughs> that like, shit nigga. is so hard. Yeah, where is this shit? <laughs> I think the first face I ever saw on a Bel Air bottle was Ross. There's, I, I don't remember another face I've seen. That's crazy. Is this shit? I was literally just looking at this shit the other day, bro. But like, yeah, nah. Um, I did. Uh, my first friend of a friend. It was at the Diamond Store. Um, my sponsors was Diamond Store, uh, Bel Air, L A Kush, and Avion Tequila. You know, I'm a Don Julio person, but Avion show it's, love. It's, they gave me two hundred bottles though. for my birthday. That, it's that could be Don Julio. It's straight. Shout out, shout out, Corporate Thug, and shout out, Young Jeezy. Crazy. You know. Crazy. Yeah. So how did you even come up with this uh, friend of a friend from throwing parties before and it just kind of like spun over into this next? Not really. Um, Friend of a friend was like a different approach than we were doing before. When I before um, the parties were really just about trying to make some money, right? Like straight up. I was a kid. I ain't come from shit. (laughs) I didn't have shit. Like, bro, seventh grade, I had one pair of shoes. Like in high school, that wasn't gonna be an option, (laughs) nigga. I'm either robbing niggas or I'm gonna make legal money. You're gonna figure it out. That helped me not have to do the other shit. <laughs> but, you know, Shout out to partying. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Party. <laughs> it's, it's so I crazy. have a little party click too, and it get you, and it get you all the girls you have, yeah. you, and Everything. you lit. Like it's the parties Everything. is yeah, the, nah, like everybody wanted. People love really that shit. Me like, and I, I'm, I'm a, I'm proud to say like being a promoter or whatever. When I was young, it really helped me build a name and a staple for myself because it's like, a foundation for sure. Yeah, a lot of people knew me. Yeah. Based off of Club Kiss, and like you know, it when it transpired and transitioned into the music industry, a lot of people that I knew from Club Kiss are in the music industry. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, you know, like I, w- I went to Westchester with like Tyler Creator, he used to come in high school, like, <laughs> nigga, and then it's I like, remember Club Kiss. I'm from, Shout I'm out from Tyler. LA, and I know, I, I remember, like, I can kind of vaguely remember. I, I didn't grow up in the LA area, but I know of this whole shit, like, yeah. it was going down. Nah, that shit, that shit was everything. But yeah. the difference between that and friend of a friend is friend of a friend is is more exclusive. It's an invite only situation. Like you have to RSVP, and then even after you RSVP, that doesn't mean you'll get the address. Like you have to be picked because you I'm still not, can get shook basically. A thousand percent. <laughs> and it, even if you were picked, if you don't come looking the right way at the door, it's, you still can get shook yeah. because mm, I like. I'm that. trying to create. It's it's been this this missing piece of LA. Like when I was coming up. And we were in first started off and tooted and boot and everything was going on. Like we used to go to Polo to Don's house and he used to have like these lavish ass parties, fool. Like crazy you'll shit. meet nigga the girl of your dreams there. Wow. Like and actually get to talk to her. 
She be you know, right there in front of you. She be right there. Like, and when I say the girl of your dreams, I mean like somebody from TV, somebody from a movie. And it was like, it yeah. was so dope. Cause like, we wasn't cracking. We were just some LA knuckleheads. Like YG had some records and we we're trying to figure out music and figure out where right. we're going. Like, but Polo f- actually fucked with Jizzle and he fucked with us. He used to always let us come over there for when it was like, yeah, like, nigga, the mo like, the energy were, was dope. So like, LA been missing that, and I was like trying to figure out how to reinvent something like that. And then I came up with a friend of a friend, and it went dope. It started off, I did the first one at the Diamond Store, but then after that, I got a little more exclusive, and I only started yeah. doing like these dope house parties. Yeah. And it was like really, really invite only because you know how it is with these house parties. And then it got crazy, like, bro, I had like, like, Party up the hill, fool, like a thousand cars parked in the middle of the street. You can't even get up the street. Like, I got a fucking ticket from the police, and they literally had to walk up like a mile to get to the front door. Wow. And then I had to walk with like them. Like a Project X type Like a Project yeah. X party. I literally had to walk with them from the front door down the hill almost a mile to get to their car. No, wow. I, I, I've been in a situation like that up in the Hollywood Hills. You know, I know I probably know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. but it gets crazy like that, man. People get stuck in elevators. It's mm-hmm. wild. It gets yeah. real crazy. Nah. And yeah, friend of a friend is just, you know, it's an invite-only situation. If you've been there, you know what it is. And if you haven't been... You should try to come, but you probably won't get in. <laughs> but you probably but you won't get try. in. Yeah, it's worth you know, a shot. Worth, it's worth it. A shot. Yeah. And if you do somehow get in, you it's worth you'll it. Have, you'll have fun. Yeah, right. You might meet your favorite artist. Yeah. You were also telling us about uh, a spinoff of the friend of a friend. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's crazy because um, when we created, when I created friend of a friend, it was like, it was just trying to create something dope for the city. But then it's like, after having it for over a year... I realized, like, all right, this is something, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, people hear about it who know me, like, they, oh, friend of friends, dope. Um, but I was like, all right, cool. I need to figure out something else, like, to branch off with it. The and next during day, COVID, um, I couldn't do parties. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, like, they were literally getting shut down. Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I did, like, people going to jail. Oh, I did some illegal shit. ones during yeah. COVID. Yeah. They all got shut down. I had a crazy ass Halloween party. Police came like nigga hundred thick. Wow, it, it, was do- it was dope. I did that on no. I'm sorry, not Halloween. I did Halloween in Palm Springs. That was a movie. That we sounds flew, fun. I mean, we not flew. We um <laughs> chartered like two hundred girls to Palm Springs. To Palm Springs. Yeah, Holy you know, shit. something different. That must have been crazy. It was. It was worth. Was it. Was that one of the craziest parties? You think? It was one of. It's got to be up there. It was up there. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know the Claremont twins. Unreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them pushed my head and the other one ass and I almost suffocated like this. <laughs> mm. It didn't stink though. Mm. Hey, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> That's um, great. But That's no, that was a, that was definitely dope. But um, I'll think about New Year's. I did New Year's this year and I had like a hundred police officers. It was fucking <sighs> crazy. But at least I had fun. God like damn. I'm just trying to create something fun and something cool where people can yeah. come and enjoy themselves in the city. Like right. And if you come to my shit trying to fuck up my shit, you know what's gonna happen. Right. So just come to enjoy yourself. Just enjoy. Enjoy what me. enjoy enjoy what he's curated because it, it's, it's for y'all, it's not for you. Me. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, now my last it's crazy because I, I I like spazzed at the end of my last one because like I asked everybody to Uber up. Yeah. And everybody still decided Did to not drive Uber up. up. No niggas no, got flex their whips. Come. No oh. niggas got flex their they, whips. They, flex, they, they flexing the wrong whips. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> they flexing the nigga. You, this is what people don't realize: the biggest flex is pulling up in 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 the black truck. Yeah, 
Right. Uber or not. Right. Nobody don't know it's not a driver. No, nigga no. Nigga, pull up. Nigga, come pull open up, this yeah. door for me. Let me out, and then I'm going to let the bitches out. I'm right. sorry, the ladies. The ladies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Flip that seat. Flip that seat, and you it's know? going down. The women, you know? <laughs> um, no, but I love yeah, that. like, it's dope. Yeah. So on top on top of the party, and I want to make sure we talk about uh, uh, your label, right? So, yeah. Or what you got going on. So you signed the artist. Yeah, so I signed my first that. artist. His name is Tay Two Times. He's from Far East Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, it's crazy because I met him last year around uh, May, June, and right. he was just out here trying to figure it out. My homie YG. Not the rapper YG. I got another homie YG. <laughs> another it's a YG. lot of, you know, when you're in these streets, there's a lot of YGs. But shout out my homie YG. You shout know out, who he yeah, is, yeah. fool. Um, he hit me up one day like, yo, fool, I got this artist, bro. And he just out here in the hood like, nigga, he don't need to be here. I was like, shit, well, I ain't doing shit. Come pull up on me. He brought him to my studio. We chopped it up for like two, three hours. Um, wow. That next day he was going back to Indiana. And we just kept chopping it up for like a week. And then... um Last summer, me and YG got this summer house where we were recording his album. I'm like, shit, we had studio, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going yeah. to talk to this kid. I'm trying to figure out something. I'm going to fly him out. Why not, yeah. Flew him out. The first day I flew him out, like, he jumped in the mix. Like, he wasn't shy. Like, wow. He was at home. He, he was rapping. He was talking. He was smoking. The girls came around. He wasn't. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He doing, fit like, in. Oh, yeah. And my man. homies, if y'all ever, my homies is hard to fit in with. Right. It's a lot of pressure when you come around my homies. Like, so, like, if a nigga can hang out with us, oh, he can, he can, he can he do it. He can hang, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then, shit, we just, we kept recording, and um, during that process, I, I was flying him out last summer, like, every other week, because he has a one-year-old back in Indianapolis. Right. But every time he came, every artist who he met, they did a song together. And wow. not just, they hopped on one of his songs, he was hopping on their songs. He has features, like... That he shouldn't have right now. Like he has like five thousand f- followers on Instagram. He's growing, but he has features with like some crazy artists. Yeah, yeah. And he can hold his own on any song. Um, so yeah, we kept working and during that process, we were working on YG's album, and he had a song called War Scars. So we put it on YG's album, and it got some good traction. It got some love, and then going from there, like all right, this is this That's is it. real. Like, yeah. and you know, it's it's from somewhere like. So I'm from LA, but on my father's side, I got family in Indiana. So like, oh okay, it's like a perfect, <laughs> a mi- yeah match. Yeah, because like I used to talk shit with my uncle. Like, yeah, bro, we gotta get the net. We gotta get Indy on. We gotta get it cracking. <laughs> yeah. Like, is like right. Like, come on, like you people know about Gary. Like, right. You know, shout out Freddie Gibbs. You know? Shout out Freddie Gibbs, man. Like, That's crazy. Shout out Michael Jackson. But who's <laughs> been that person from Indianapolis, Indiana? And That's I'm gonna true. make sure that two is that person. Hey, that's the goal. So I signed him in like December. Yeah, we've been working and just keep going. Um, I dropped me and YG put out a four hundred uh EP. Yeah, last month uh, called Gang Affiliated. He yeah. has three songs on there. He's featured right. on one with D three. He's featured on one with YG, and he had his first single um featuring Lonnie Bangs from I mean Lon- Lonnie Bands. Shout out my nigga Lonnie. My bad, fucking up on your name, gang. <laughs> Um, from Detroit is featured yeah. on the record Roxanne. We put that on the 400 compilation, and it's right. been getting cra- traction. And that's actually the lead single for his e- his first project, Call Me Too, that's dropping tomorrow for nine. Hell yeah! So I'm excited as fuck. My first project coming off off of my own indie label, a creative push. It's Tay Two Times dropping wow. tomorrow. 
dropping. So. And that'll be, this comes out Friday. So you guys, yeah. it'll be available. Stream it, run it up. Yeah. Check them out. Fuck with me. The best, yeah. the best. And if you way, don't, oh, let me say, if yeah. you don't like the music, tell me. Yeah, I respect up. that. DM him. You know, but you are gonna fuck with it. What's the best way to stay tapped in with him? With that artist is IG. Yeah, his IG is um at Tay Two XS. Um, his Twitter is at Tay Time, at Tay Two XS. Everything is Tay Two XS. He's twenty one. He's young, man. He's wow. hungry. Like yeah. Yeah. Check his shit out. Get in, get get in on it early. Start listening to this shit now, cause you know you never know. Yeah, nah, that That's shit could really shit. blow up. So not uh, could is going to. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's it's speak everything into hey, existence. It's part of that building the legacy. It's the law, exactly. It's the law of attraction. Law of attraction. Yeah. When you, no, seriously. <laughs> you know? When you speak about something, I was just saying this earlier. When you speak about something and you talk to others about it, when they talk about it, it's gonna automatically put you in their oh, mind. Yeah. Like it's set in motion. Start yeah, put you yeah. in the motion of where you want to go. Thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. You know, and if you think it, you have to believe it. Because if you believe it, you can manifest it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then we're gonna go ahead and uh, tap. We want to talk about one more thing real quick. You got For an sure. app? Yeah. So I got an app. It's called Hop Out Streets of LA. Um, it's like a bio of me. Right. It's basically you're you're playing me in the game and you're running through LA stacking your money. Like anybody who know me or seen me throughout my life, I've been running through LA getting my money. <laughs> getting the money, yeah. You feel me? And yeah, so you know, go download that game. It's in your app store, you know. I'm just a young curator. Like I believe that anything that you envision, you should try to bring it to life. Yeah. And a lot of people have a lot of dope ideas and never move on them. Right. And then it's crazy because the next person can get the same idea. You're like, damn, I, I, thought, of <laughs> I thought of that three first. years ago, <laughs> but you didn't act on it. Anything yeah. I I believe, I try to act on, and I try to see it through, whether it works or not. I don't believe in losses. Right. Everything is a learning experience with me. Yeah. I think that's a that's a great way to rap. That's amazing. Thank you, Pusha Rod. Hell yeah. Uh, we in here. How do smoke we, some weed. We keep people tapped right. in with you, uh, Instagram? Yeah, that's you the can best keep way. people tapped in with me on everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's Pusha Rod. Just P-U-S-H-A-R-O-D. Um, you're a producer. You got some fire-ass beats. Send them to me. You feel me? Yeah. It's going to be in good hands for real. Yeah. This dude, oh, yeah. Pusha been around. He's He's been in the game yeah. for real. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay here because I believe in doing good business and trying to treat people right, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again for tapping nah, in with us. Thank y'all for having me. Be sure to subscribe, hit the bell, stay tapped in with us. Uh, stay motherfucking tapped in tapped with the in, homies. Man. We're tapping out. Thank you, Pusha. Yep.